It's time now for today's edition of Community Conversations. It's the interview program in which we dialogue with voices from the Omaha community. And here's your host for Community Conversations. Let's welcome Cammie Carlisle. Hello, Ryan. Are we doing Irish accents today? You know, we can. We can do it all through the program if you like. No, I'm good. But thank you. Okay. (laughs) Happy Friday, everybody. Today in the house, we have Taylor Ullum, who is the chapter coordinator and director of development for Guitars for Vets. Welcome. Top of the morning to you. (laughs) Let's just keep it going. It's infectious. <laughs> Top of the morning. The worst Irish accents here. I don't do one. We'll just one. talk in our flat Nebraska accents. How's that? Righto. Righto then. <laughs> so, Taylor, I just love what you all do. But before we get into that, tell us about you. Oh. Tell, us your, tell us your life story in just a few minutes. Oh, chaos <laughs> from start to finish. Um, <laughs> I'm an Indiana girl at birth, but uh, my mother was married to a Marine. And uh-huh. so I spent the life moving every three years, living all over the place. Uh, Georgia, Michigan, Okinawa are kind of the highlights. Oh, nice. In, uh, particularly in fifth grade when you move a girl from Georgia to Michigan. Oh. <laughs> you talk with a real bad accent. Right. You, know? you were a Georgia page. Y'all. Uh-huh. Um, that was horrific. And it was from that moment on, I said, I will never speak with an accent again. <laughs> but, um, oh, about 1990-something, the mm-hmm. early days, the 1900s, I came yes. home and said, Dad, <laughs> I'm joining the Marines. Oh. And he said, open my dead body. And he shipped me off to the Air Force, where I felt like a stepchild for 10 years. The Air Force? The Air Force. So I learned to aim high. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until my son was born that I started to learn the name of all the airplanes out there. Ah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, in 1994, I got stationed at Whiteman Air Force Base, Missouri. Okay. Got married, had a few kids, and then 1999, moved to Nebraska. I was stationed at Offutt Air Force Base here, obviously. Worked with the maintainers there as a training manager. Uh-huh. And then... Um, in 2003, I separated after 10 years, I got out with the bad back and all the broken bits. Oh, yeah. And uh-huh. <laughs> decided, you know, I'll stay home and raise my my three kids. Um, well, very good. Thank you for your service. Oh, thank you. And now you get to rock out with your guitar all the time. Right. That's right. awesome. So tell us about Guitar for Vets. I mean, we can kind of tell from the name, mm-hmm. but like, what is the gist the gist. Our the goal gist. is to put the healing power of music in the hands of our heroes, and we do that obviously with guitars, and it's a VA referral program. Oh, okay. In most situations, here locally it is. Um, and we offer 10 weeks of basic guitar instruction. We provide the practice equipment up front, so our vets do not need to have that equipment. Oh. They do not even need to be able to read music, which is a common misconception. Um, they meet one-on-one uh, for 10 weeks okay. with an instructor, one hour a week. And our goal is to teach them to play a song that they're familiar with. Very because, good. like, nobody wants to learn scales and triads or anything no. like that. No, <laughs> You I'm, only have 10 weeks, yeah. right? Yeah, right. So um, so we know. We ask them, what's your favorite song? Uh, what are your favorite bands? And then we, we build based on the individual veteran coming through the program. Okay. Um, so there's no set lesson. At the end of the 10 weeks, our veterans graduate, and they get their own brand-new acoustic guitar, That's case, amazing. all the accessories. Um And then we just continue to invite them to come to monthly jam sessions or community events that we have going on. Cool. The goal to keep them connected Mm -hmm. and to continue to grow their guitar skill. So how did this all, why was it started? How did it start? And I mean, why the, why guitar? Why guitar? All great questions. So in 2007 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. this was all generated from a spark of just compassion and love and kindness. Um, 
And so we had uh, Dan Van Kirk, who was a Vietnam vet at the time, met Patrick Nettesheim. And he said to Patrick, I've always wanted to learn to play guitar, but I have PTSD and I just feel like, you know, my troubles would prevent me from learning a new skill. And so Patrick was like, well, let's just give it a try. Yeah. Um, After a few weeks, they realized something was happening here. Mm -hmm. Dan was like, I'm feeling better. I'm excited about coming here. Um, And so with that one little spark of somebody just taking the time to connect, Mm -hmm. we're now many years later. I can't math. I can't. That's a lot of math. There's so many numbers. It's (laughs) decades. To you and me. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's like 16 years now. Um, You know, we have like 130 chapters nationwide. And that does sound like a lot, but Mm -hmm. it is definitely not enough. We are not in all 50 states yet. Okay. We do have some... Rogue chapters in England and Australia oh, and a couple it. places here and there. Um, today I was working with a chapter in Puerto Rico. Ooh. Like, so, you know. That's super cool. We're spreading. We're spreading. That's great. So, why guitar? Yeah. Um, well, you know, Patrick was a guitar player. Uh-huh. That's just okay. the lucky connection there, yeah. right? But truthfully, science has proven that learning a new instrument uh, is healing scientifically in your brain uh-huh. um, and so you have the vibrational aspect of an, a, a guitar um, yeah. you have the compact you know the ability to carry it around with yep. you wherever you go mm-hmm. and I think and I'm inflecting my own opinion here that when you take somebody who's been used to carrying a weapon ah, uh, yeah, and you put something uh-huh. like a guitar in their hands okay. do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, do. I think that psychologically that's something too that that's some sort of a trigger to your brain that says, like, yeah, I'm comforted here. I have something here. Right. Yeah, <laughs> in, that in makes my possession. total sense. Well, for me personally, I, I feel like I'm safe. There's something between you and me right. that I don't feel as vulnerable. So I yes. think there's that aspect to it as well. Um, and plus, I'm just biased because I've been obsessed with guitar since birth. So, like, what other <laughs> instrument would you want? Right, exactly. <laughs> I, I did want the drums, but my mom was like, no. Yeah, my mom too. <laughs> Moms. Right. So tell us about your guitar uh, adventure in life. What, when did you start playing? Well, like I said, I was obsessed since birth. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that was passed on down from my birth father, who's a Vietnam vet. I grew up without him. He succumbed to PTSD issues when I was three, so he passed away very early on in my life very sorry Um, about that and thank you i I didn't know anything about him growing up in those days people just didn't talk right so it wasn't until i was in my 20s that i saw a picture of him for the first time and i'm like oh my god like i look like this man Uh and he's holding a guitar oh nobody in my family was musical i couldn't figure out why i was crazy obsessed with music but i was always in front of shows like you're gonna laugh like hee-haw anything that had a guitar oh i get it I was mm-hmm. just like locking eyes. I was like, I have to have that. Every Christmas in the catalog, I was circling every, uh, uh, like, what's a catalog? You have to explain to the right. kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big thing right. full of things your mom and dad don't want to buy you. Right. <laughs> uh, but I just, from birth, was obsessed. But it wasn't until 10th grade. I was in Okinawa, Japan, mm-hmm. and I met a boy. Oh. And he takes me home to meet his dad, and his dad pulls out a 12-string guitar, and Mm. I was just like, move out of the way, boyfriend. (laughs) No longer interested in you. (laughs) Um, And I was like, you got to teach me how to play guitar. Mm -hmm. Um, And he did. He taught me three chords, and he said, no, 
now go away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know everything you need to know. And so I always say that I learned from drunk Marines, which is not a lie. I used to go there. They would drink and play guitar. And uh, the, my first song was uh, My Dingling. <laughs> That's the first song I learned out of. I love it. <laughs> Mine was Kumbaya. I like yours better. <laughs> yeah. Yours is way better. Yours is more socially acceptable. Yeah, well, you know. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so I learned, like, five chords and played five chords for, like, gosh, 12 years. Hey. Because I didn't have the internet. Or, right. And my parents wouldn't pay for lessons. Mm-hmm. So wherever I went, I would just collaborate with other guitar players and try to just learn what I could from them. Sure. So I'm not schooled professionally. Mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, self-taught sort of. That's all right. And then I told my kids, you know. To leave home, you need two things. You need Jesus, and you need to know how to play guitar. Oh. I'm like, I don't even care if you have a high school diploma. Do you just need Jesus and a guitar? You've got life down. I love it. So do they all play? <laughs> of course they do. Oh, yeah. But the youngest awesome. was like, I'm not playing guitar. He's he's. There's a six-year difference between him and his older brother. Ah. And uh, he said, I'm not playing guitar. So I signed him up for drum lessons. But while he was waiting for the lesson, right? That was selfish on my part. <laughs> we secretly know that, uh-huh. right? The ulterior motive. <clears throat> but um, as he would wait for his lessons, he would go over and pick up the guitar. And of course, the next thing you know. Next thing you know. He's playing guitar. It is true. I feel like once you pick up that guitar and once you learn to love it, because I didn't love it at first. I smashed a few Sears special guitars. I did not love it. Ouch. I did not. But once you kind of fall in love with it, it's a love. It's a lifelong love, isn't it? I can't imagine not having it. Yeah, I can't either. Let's go back a little bit and talk about how, when you said back in the day, people didn't talk about PTSD. Mm-hmm. And we're about the same age. And it's just, it's always just, I'm just shocked and ashamed at how we treat veterans here. And I, don't, I mean, has it gotten better? Do we talk about things now a little bit more? I think, you know, that we we talk about, you can only understand things from where you're at. Right. And as a veteran with PTSD, I've I've learned a lot in the past decade or so about what that means mm-hmm. from myself having to ask for help to sure. teaching other people how to hold a safe space for me. Okay. Um, I think that there's more to learn about it and to express to people. But at this point, after COVID and everything else, what people don't understand is they probably have it as well. Right. There's... Various ways you can get PTSD, mm-hmm. and you know, there's different degrees of how severe it could be. Right. Um, you know, I'm somebody with complex PTSD. So my trauma goes all the way back to childhood, from the early loss of a parent. Sure. But um, my you- goal is to be very public and open about my own journey, mm-hmm. so that I can help educate other people. But more importantly, it's giving people a safe space to come to me and ask questions whether it's about someone they love Mm -hmm. dealing with it or they themselves are dealing with it and don't know how to ask for that help. Right. So when somebody comes to Guitar for Vets and you offer these lessons, do you also encourage them to take therapy if they're not in therapy or are you just... We're not allowed to do that. Oh, okay. We're we're a listening ear. We're not therapists. Okay. We're just compassionate people there to Mm -hmm. give you that safe space. If you want to talk, we are open to talking and listening 
If you were to ask for help, we're located at the Military Veterans Service Center in Bellevue okay. with Bellevue University. Uh-huh. And there's therapists in there. There's professional counselors in there that people could walk right in off the street. Oh, good. So we're in such a location that we could say if you're in crisis and you need help, there's immediately somebody right there. Good. I love that. Good, that, good, good. That we can direct them to. Okay, good. So when they come to you, is this a one-on-one lesson or is it a group lesson? It can be both. Okay. Um, it just depends on... Where we're at with our waiting list, unfortunately, we just don't have enough volunteers and they're 10-week sessions. Uh, so sometimes we offer up a group program. And okay. We'll, but the groups are about four people. They're not huge groups. Oh, that's a nice size. But what's interesting is these veterans really click and then they don't want to have lessons on their own that, uh. because they're encouraging each other and they just enjoy that time that they come together. Of course. But our ultimate goal is one-on-one mm-hmm. to give you just that undivided attention. Sure. I I can't even imagine what it must feel like for them to be together and to connect and click. That's just amazing. It gives me goosebumps. I love it. Yeah. So tell me how, so you got 10 weeks to get these guys up and running on a guitar. Can they come back to you afterwards or are they just on their own? No, we never put anybody on their own. A lot of people leave. They're like, oh, this is like a discipline and not really like you know, guitar hero. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. No, it's Maybe not. It's not for me. So they take their guitar and they leave, and we don't know what happens after that. They could continue playing or yeah. give it to their kid or whatever. Yeah. But for those people that continue to come back, <clears throat> we just have an open-door policy. If we're up at the office or you call and say you want to hang out, we've just got groups of people that meet up. And mm-hmm. um, second Saturday of every month, we have a jam session. Uh, so we're just always willing just to because we're musicians. We're right. just, we want a reason to play, too. And it is more fun to play with other people. Let's be honest. <laughs> That's what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, when you're home, just yeah. I played like that for several years. Yeah. Never in public. I was just mortified at the thought of playing in public. So to go from being that person who for years just played alone. Yeah. To now being out in public and performing at events and stuff like I never I never saw that coming. What happened? What was the change? What people forced me in front of a microphone <laughs> and said, "You're our fearless leader. You get up there." Uh, and you didn't die. Huh? No. Maybe just a little. You're a little shaky, nervous, but now <laughs> right? I still get nervous, <laughs> but and I do it anyways. I I like what you said about how instead of an um a weapon, they have a guitar. I've never held a weapon, but I will tell you on stage, it feels so much better to have something in your hands than mm-hmm. just like, I'm going to sing a song. It's like, oh God, this is horrible. Right. It just feels like I got something here to protect me and I'm going to play oh. it. And, <laughs> much I can better. hide behind a guitar chord when I'm singing <laughs> as opposed to like singing alone. Right. Yeah, I'll sometimes let the chord carry the note, you know. Yeah, um, absolutely. I play, I sing much better with a guitar, trust me. Yeah, me too. Oh, me too. I feel like once I have a guitar in my hand, I'm like, I'm fine. I can do anything. I just tell myself, nobody's booed me off stage yet. So I guess until that day comes, I'm just going to party like a rock star. (laughs) I love it. In my own head. Yeah. Heck yeah, I love it. (laughs) I'll be hitting up a big fish fry tonight in Plattsmouth if anybody's around. So So what kind of stuff do you play when you play? I fish just fry. end up playing a lot of the oldies. Uh, I do. I like a lot of country, um, some rock. Uh, worship music is actually my favorite. I started out playing in the worship bands at church. And for me personally, that's just, it's like a meditative tool for me. Mm-hmm. So spiritually, I when I'm alone with my guitar and I'm playing, that's just a really good place for me Yeah, um, to just, rec- you know, reconnect with myself, sure. to, to ground. Um 
to think life through, which is what's so great about teaching veterans how to do this because you're teaching them how to basically meditate. Yes. Because it does alter brain waves. Mm -hmm. It does pull you out of fight or flight and into a different part of your brain and help soothe your central nervous system. And so I need that. Right. For myself. But we, uh, you know, I, I just... I don't know what else I would be doing with my life if I didn't have this. So right. it's just a real honor to be surrounded by fellow veterans and military members, to be so connected with my community. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and to be just healing along with people. Yeah. No, because it takes away the stigma and the shame. Mm-hmm. I can see that. So what about, so I was reading that um, that you all, Guitars for Vets, had done a research study and you found that those participating with you all showed a 21% improvement in PTSD symptoms and a 27% decrease in related depression symptoms. And this was just from learning how to play guitar. Mm-hmm. And this study has only really been done since like 2020 that wow. they really started collecting this data, which in 2020, we really needed that connection. And we really, mm-hmm. which is how we ended up developing the cyber chapter because as the instructors, when we weren't meeting with our students, we got depressed. Oh. We were like, I did not realize how much I needed this mm-hmm. until it went away. And um, and so with the VA, there's a lot of HIPAA rules. Right. That, you know, our veterans are patients there and they come through to us through them. Um, but we were just like begging, like, please, if veterans ever need us, they need us now. Yeah. Uh, so now we have a cyber chapter that's very popular oh, as good. well. So that's continued. Um, that's continued. And is it just pretty much like a lesson you're just Zooming or? Yeah, it's not as impactful as the one-on-one. Because when you're meeting face-to-face and you have that tangible group locally, you can go and meet with people. Right. Zoom is better than nothing. Right. But still. Yeah, I agree. I mean, just using it for business. You know, how, how close are you to your friends out of state as opposed to exactly the ones nearby? Right. You know? uh-huh. It's really that connection that is the most important thing. Absolutely. Do you have any awesome success stories you can share with us? <laughs> I think that every veteran is, it might sound cheesy, every veteran is a success story. Anybody that asks for help yeah. is a success. That's the big thing, isn't it? Asking for help. Any... You know, they do ask for referrals. And I'm like, here's the thing that I know. There's a lot of veterans out there putting on face and trying to get through the day because they have a family to provide for. Mm -hmm. They have a status they need to keep up or whatever. They're not going to ask for the help. But if you come to me and say, I need to learn how to play guitar. I feel like I need this. I'm like, okay, say less. Right. Yeah. Let's go. That's awesome. I'm like, if you can get your dentist to write you a referral, I don't care. (laughs) Just, Just do that one thing, you know. Right. Um. Because it, it can only benefit you. I can't imagine. So the people that come to this, are they combat veterans? I mean, not, not, not always. One. I okay. think in the beginning, it was built like that. Just sure. because, you know, as it was growing, we didn't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. We did, so we couldn't give out all these guitars. Right. And so you had to have a way to sort of prioritize who, who needed it the most. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, I think also the thought process was combat veterans have PTSD. Well, you know, so do other people. Yes. <laughs> um, you don't have to just, I was, I'm not a combat vet. I have PTSD from other things. Right, exactly. Um, so 
as we've grown, they've loosened the reins on on that. And so Good. we have a liaison, Kayla Steffensmeyer at uh, the VA hospital. She's amazing. It's her job to do the vetting process as to who she feels would benefit from the program. Okay. Not everybody's going to be a good fit. Sure. Um, if your life is in an uproar right now, you're not, Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've just had people in the midst of their struggles try to do it and not be successful. Mm-hmm. And so never do we banish people from the program and go, that was your one shot. Yeah. We're always like, get life settled. Yep. Come back and give it another try. Yep. Good. Um, and do they? No. Oh, <laughs> bummer. <laughs> Darn it. I've never had that happen. Uh, but um, but that's okay because just a lot of people, like I said, will find out it's a discipline and yeah. then just not be ready for that. It's like anything else. It's like dieting and budgeting and things like that. You have to make time for it. You yes, have you to do. be consistent with yep. it. Um, yeah. And if your life is an uproar, that's not going to happen. And then if you don't learn it, you're probably going to feel worse, right? So it's just, well, when you're struggling with things like PTSD too, it's just hard to retain knowledge. We have mm-hmm. several vets who come to us with many different challenges, one being memory issues. Sure. When my PTSD is in a flare, I can't remember anything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with those veterans, we, we adapt the best we can. So for me, I'm like, let me, let's make a video. I will go over this in a video oh, and then good. you can watch the video at home and go yeah. over it. But then they lose their phones and they're like, I couldn't watch, I couldn't watch the <laughs> oh, video. Man. I lost my phone. <laughs> I'm like, I feel that. That's yep, cool. That happens. <laughs> but um, And so we work with veg. I mean, gosh, there was one guy who was at graduation talking to us uh-huh. and was like, yeah, I found this particular thing to be the most challenging because after I got blown up with a grenade, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't hear anything after he said that. I'm like, right. You're just. You're just not telling us things. Yeah. What? You left? You, left, you didn't lead <laughs> with that, dude. We could have adapted <laughs> your whole program around that, you know. But we're not allowed to ask those things. Right. Right. But that just shows you that people will push that stuff down. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to let that weakness. And that's heavy to push me. down. That's oh, a gosh. big thing to push down. Yeah. So 10 weeks, they graduate, they get a guitar. My next question, you know what it's going to be. How do you do this? How do you afford to hand out guitars? How are you funded? <laughs> do people donate grants? Right. Sometimes. Mana from heaven? Not enough, right? <laughs> um, right? We're out there competing with a lot of nonprofits. Yeah. Well, $200 supports one veteran through our program. Okay. Um, and so as a 511c3, I'm just out there at all kinds of events doing whatever I can, whether it's raffles or concerts. Um we do online fundraising events. Okay. We have two major events uh, at headquarters. They do in June 21 Gun Salute because oh. June is PTSD Awareness Month. Okay. And I believe the uh, around the 27th is Awareness Day okay. in June. So you do a 20, what, you, 21 Gun Salute. Okay. So that's literally a 21 Gun Salute? No, not no. literally. Okay. It's a party. Too many bullets. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> But it's it's a concert event oh, okay, cool. uh, that we do um, partner with a lot of, sometimes students are in there, but we have actually a lot of ambassadors, uh, guitar players from well-known bands. Yeah. Like Anthrax. Yeah, I saw that Eagles on your... Eagles and, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Then we have veterans who are, Scotty Hastings, a good friend of mine out in Nashville, he completed our G4V program and then learned to write songs and now he's got songs on iTunes and stuff. He just 
open. What? He just opened for Dave Grohl. I was like, kidding me? I was like, Whoa, that is super cool. Take me with you. (laughs) What? Man, I need to come take lessons. What the heck? That's super cool. So we're just, um, you know, just out there like everybody else begging for the money. Like, please, you know. But, um, you know, we've had grants and stuff from organizations like Walmart, Mm -hmm. Walmart. Pen Fed is a great supporter. Yeah, they are. Um, they are actually on a call with me this morning working with our chapter in Puerto Rico for an event that they're going to be performing in July. Cool. Um, so we're just very, we're at the mercy of volunteers and donors. You Do, know? Does anybody ever donate guitars? Right. So that's a great question. Other ways that people can support us is through equipment donation. It doesn't okay. have to be just guitars. Okay. Um, Acoustic? All kinds. Even electric. Yep. Okay, perfect. Um, uh, we've had bass guitars donated. Um, I just had a saxophone and a clarinet donated. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and so we send this stuff up to headquarters. They get it fixed up, put it on reverb, and it sells. And then we buy guitars with that. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So our hmm. local drop-off sites are the Deets Music Store. They've been huge know. supporters. Love Deets. So all the Deets stores are drop-off sites for us. But the one in Bellevue... Uh, specifically do a great job of maintaining our equipment for us for okay. free. They so they do all the setup and everything for you yeah. guys? That's yeah. cool. Yeah. And so if our students go in there asking for anything, they're like, come on, like treat us like family. They're so amazing. I love them. Yeah. They're they, so cool. They've been around forever. Yeah. I'm so glad that you guys are working. Yeah, with and them. Tim Tim Pratt actually did um some he came out to a graduation in December and uh, presented some guitars. Specifically, he presented one of the vets with a brand new Martin guitar. Whoa. That's Anybody that knows guitars, right? <laughs> like, okay. Like, what? Yeah. Um, but he also did, he took some testimonies, some interviews, and he's going to be presenting those at NAM. So, oh, cool. You know, people like that go above and beyond and put us in platforms that our voices couldn't necessarily reach. Yes. And so we're so truly grateful for that. So even if you maybe don't donate financially or you don't have equipment to donate, but you have a voice somewhere, you have a platform like podcasts, right. TV interviews, things right like this, Today With You, that's huge. But also liking our social media pages, right. supporting our events in person or sharing those pages. Mm-hmm. Every bit helps. Now, you tell me about the 21-Gun Salute. What was the second event you all do? Rock to Remember in November, which is around Veterans Day. Okay. And what does that look like? Kind of sort of similar to the same thing. So um, a concert? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. where are these concerts held? I mean, can anybody Those are go? held, uh, well, we have different events. Those that I'm referring to right there are held nationally and online. Okay. But locally, I do events like that as well it's just this year is sort of an anomaly because i'm having shoulder surgery soon dun, dun, dun. right <laughs> which has hindered me just a smidge right um so i have not lined up my events normally that like i would in the past normally we do a big concert in june as well and we do tons of veterans events in november oh good um, but usually, I mean, we're just out there supporting so many other programs like uh, Toys for Tots. I'm a big fan of yeah. helping those guys out. Mm-hmm. Moving Vets Forward with Ron Hernandez. Yep. In the past, I've marched the 50-mile march. Uh, that's that's a new one as well. Uh, we marched from Lincoln to Omaha. Ooh, how long <laughs> did that take? 22 hours. Really? Yes. Yes. It would take me like five days, but <laughs> wow, that's a long walk. But, <laughs> um, but our goal is, is to just 
build this army, mm-hmm. you know, to fill this void between the veteran and the VA because the VA cannot provide everything to everyone all the time. Right. And so as veterans, we're just sort of linking arms and services and providing this safety net that even if Guitars for Vets can't fulfill your needs, I'm connected to other people that, that right. maybe you can, mm-hmm. you know. Perfect. Um, and so that's just the goal here locally. So hopefully I will have some events coming soon, but not until after. <laughs> well, do share them with us. we got a community calendar that we air right before, so we will get the word out for you. Fantastic. What about volunteers? Do you need any volunteers to help instruct? So we are oh, so in need of volunteers. Oh, good. Um, we have vets across the state of Nebraska wanting to do this program. Right. And we just don't have, all of our instructors are here locally. Um, we don't have enough instructors. We have like this micro chapter that keeps starting and stopping in Lincoln. Mm-hmm. There's vets in Lincoln that really want to do this program. We need somebody in Lincoln to take the reins. We need vets or instructors in Lincoln, even if nobody wants to run a chapter, if we could right. just get instructors out there, uh-huh. Grand Island, Kearney, Scottsbluff, wherever. Okay, Nebraska. We need you. Yeah. I hope and, you're all and you don't have to be a veteran. You don't have to be professionally trained. Okay. What we need are is just somebody with patience, mm-hmm. acceptance, gratitude, empathy, um, you know, and just the time to sit down with somebody and say, hey, you want to learn to play guitar? Cool. Let's hang out and yeah. Play guitar. Love it. So if somebody wants to do that, I guess we should probably share your website, mm-hmm. which is? We have guitarsforvets.org. Okay. And can they go there to sign up to? Or uh, what's the best way? The best way to contact us would be, if you have social media, to go to our Facebook page, Guitars for Vets Nebraska. Okay. And you can send a message through there, and it will actually come directly to me. Okay. Or you could email me at taylor at guitarsforvets.org. Okay, will you give us that email one more time? Guitars, oh wait, <laughs> Taylor at guitarsforvets.org. For okay. being F-O-R. Got it. Okay, so Nebraska, we need your help here. There's room, get a hold of Taylor, and also Taylor will happily take any guitars or anything you want to donate, but you guys really need some help with instructions. So let's get those people round up for you. I really enjoyed talking with you. Thanks so much for coming in. I could talk to you forever, so you'll have to come back. So that was Taylor Ullum from Guitars for Vets. I'm Cami Carlisle, Community Conversations. Thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book. It's the interview program that brings you voices from the Omaha community. The Radio Talking Book Network is brought to you with the cooperation of KIOS-FM in Omaha and statewide through the facilities of NET Radio and Television. We've been proudly serving our blind and visually impaired listeners for 46 years. Thank you for being a loyal Radio Talking Book listener and supporter.